Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the brand new podcast, Earplugs, where we talk about everything from the new games, technology, and movies. Hope you enjoy it. Been really delayed with this because I've been working on um, a lot of stuff. I've just started my new YouTube channel, uh, Daniel Bird Vlogs. Uh, I do vlogs. Uh, I've done two in a row, but then I had other stuff to work on, and um, yeah, I really want to get back into that. Uh, I want to get to the point where I do daily vlogs. So yeah, check that out if you want. It's, again, it's Daniel Bird Vlogs. Uh, and in the following episodes, um, I want to get my mates into the show as well. They really want to get into the show. So uh, that will be Charles and Jay Blue. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel Bird. Um, and yeah, uh, so let's see the new topics first. So yeah, our first topic um, of this podcast is uh, the Ben Affleck Batman uh, film. Everyone's been going crazy. Will he direct it? Will he not? There's a lot of icky, sticky stuff like going on between Ben Affleck and Warner Brothers. Um, <clears throat> he just really wants to make this perfect because, uh, let's be honest, the DC films have been a bit you know, shaky at the moment. They haven't been like hitting that perfect spot. Yeah, so uh, he really wants to take his time, of course, with this uh, film. And I can understand that. And Warner Brothers should be, you know, taking this serious because Batman, uh, all the Batman films have been the most um, films for... um, They earn the most money for Warner Brothers at the moment. So... They should be happy. Besides that, it's been Harry Potter that's earned the most money for Warner Brothers. But yeah, ben, uh, Batman has been the most uh, popular film for Warner Brothers and have made most money for them. But yeah, um, so the thing was, he did, uh, Ben Affleck did confirm that he will be continuing. He will be directing his own Batman film and starring as Batman. He confirmed this on one interview which was meant for Live By Night. And he also confirmed this on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And I'll just play you a uh, little uh, clip from that. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to direct the, the next I'm Batman? I'm going to direct the next Batman. We're working on it. It's one of those things that's really frustrating because like with Live By Night, it took me a year and a half to write it and get it ready. And I work really hard. And it's just nobody gave it. No one was like, where's Live By Night? Right, yeah, right. Where was Batman? Like, 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 where's the Batman? Well, I'm working. Give me a second. And if Casey asks you if he can play Robin, what will your answer be? I think we can go back to the tape. We go back to the tape. He better really, he better think twice at the Oscars when he gives that speech. He's got a couple more chances. (laughs) Ben Affleck, his movie is called Live By Night. It opens Friday. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for watching. If you like that... Yeah, so as you can, uh, as you heard there, um, that was from the Jimmy Kimmel show. Uh, you can check that out on uh, YouTube. Um, he was uh, getting interviewed, uh, and mainly about his uh, movie Live by Night. Uh, yeah, so he just confirmed that he will be directing uh, his own Batman film, and of course he'll be starring as Batman. Uh, yeah, before I can confirm this. Uh, I agree with... I forget who, who it was. Um, he said the same thing I thought of. It was on YouTube. Um, he wouldn't give up this movie because he's been a fan for ages. He's been, uh, you know, 
working on it, uh, this role for a long time, and uh, he, he just wouldn't give up a role that he loves. Uh, he's been a fan of this character for years. So, yeah, he wouldn't give up this role at all. It would be just stupid. And plus, if he, um, you know, didn't want to play Batman anymore, it would be just, like, so stupid because he's already been in Batman vs Superman. He's already been in Justice League. And um, he would probably most likely be contracted for Justice League too. And then any other future Batman films would be just, like, stupid without Ben Affleck because it would be too much change. You know, there's... We've already had um, recently uh, Christian Bale and then, you know, now Ben Affleck and it's just too soon to have a new um, actor to play as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. So it'll be just Warner Brothers suicide for that. So yeah, he has confirmed he will be directing it, which is great. He's just the best Batman slash Bruce Wayne I've seen on film for a while. Like, Christian Bale, he did a good role as playing Batman, but I don't think he'd mastered the role as playing Bruce Wayne. And an important thing to do as in uh, playing the role as Batman slash Bruce Wayne is mastering both roles. Because, uh, you know, that's Bruce Wayne is... The character Bruce Wayne is really important in the as the both characters, you know. They're the same character, but... Um, you need to master both uh, roles. And I think that that's what Ben Affleck has done in uh, Batman vs Superman. He did a great role of playing both characters, which is great. Um, yeah, so moving on from that, um, the Nintendo Switch, we've uh, received heaps and heaps of advertisements on YouTube. You can go check it out. Uh, they've had heaps of uh, games um, and also... They've the what do you call it the Nintendo Switch Live event where uh, you know some YouTubers went, um, including like Casey Neistat and uh, Shounders. I don't know if you watch them, the vloggers. Uh, yeah, so there's a few famous YouTubers that went there, and they could go check out the uh, Nintendo Switch um, themselves for real. Like they could play the games and you know interact with it. And by watching some of those videos, the Nintendo Switch is going to be revolutionary because it's the first um, game f well game console that can is truly portable like we've had portable games uh, before like you know PSP we've got the DS like you know they're portable games and like you know you can play Pokemon or like uh, PSP you can play little games but this will be the truly portable uh, gaming console like you can it, the console itself is the screen itself, and it's not like it's not really thick at all. It's pretty thin, and it's pretty powerful for its size, which is amazing. Like it can play, um, what do you call it, uh, Zelda. Uh, the graphics look amazing on that, and uh, what's that game called? Um, Skyrim. That's it. Sorry, I just lost my mind at track. Yes, you can play Skyrim. The graphics look amazing on it can play it on your TV and then if you're just feeling like it you can just take the you know the console off the hub and you just play Skyrim on the plane or in the car you know it's just amazing that you can play those type of games with um, just it's portable and I'm excited for it because I'm a huge fan of Dragon Ball the series so uh, it is a working sort of thing it's not 100% confirmed but 
uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 will be uh, most likely be on the Nintendo Switch and I'm excited for that still haven't got it on the PS4 yet <laughs> um, but yeah I want to get on the Nintendo Switch because then I could just play it in the car if I go on the road trip or when I'm traveling you know that's what I'm excited for and I'm that's what a lot of people are excited for you know to play good proper games on the go and it's very what I love about Nintendo is that they um, for this uh, console that have absolutely focused on the interaction between you and your friends and having fun I think that's what their main goal is they're not focusing on the graphics not how powerful the machine is not how fast it is they're focusing about the fun and interaction that people are going to, you know, interact with each other while playing games, uh, which I find is great. And what makes um, Nintendo Switch different from, uh, you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One. And that is important because Xbox, uh, Xbox One sorry, and the PS4, even though they are two different company and two different consoles each they both are very similar um, so it's great to see that in 2017 we'll be receiving a console that is very different from those two um, which is great and we need that because um, we need something brand new uh, in 2017 so yeah and also about the Nintendo Switch uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, how you can uh, take both of the um, remotes off the side and, you know, use one for yourself. And if you've got a friend with you, you can use the other one for them. People are saying, oh, the remote looks too small and, you know, it looks, it could be uncomfortable. I thought that at first, but by watching more videos, um, you know, it looks kind like you could get used to it. And I've watched um, Unlisted Leaf and he had a, you know, hands-on uh, himself. He said it did feel a little bit uncomfortable at first, but apparently he got used to it and, you know, you can press all the buttons. You're not going to be pressing buttons by accident. That's what he said. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think Nintendo would F this up, really. But uh, I can only wait till I get my hands on one and, you know, see. But I don't think it's going to be uncomfortable. Maybe a bit weird at first, but I think everyone's going to get used to that. Um, and because I go on road trips a lot with my friends, so I think um, it'll be a great investment of having fun in the car um, while playing. So, yeah, it's going to be a very good console to get. And um, a lot of people are going crazy about because um, now you can get two choices. You can get the normal one that is in just like that nice uh, matte black finish um, color or you can get the other one it's the same price you can get the other one that's got uh, on the I think the left side one neo neon blue controller and on the right uh, one red uh, neon color remote uh, so you can get either, either one of those um, personally I think I'll just get the one that's all black uh, I don't know just sort of like that one I was sort of you know felt you know just get yourself one that's got fun color look but I sort of want one that looks you know all black and sort of neat and slick anyway that's my choice I don't know what you want but yeah that's the one I want to get uh, and 
yeah, with my setup at home, I think it would just look nice if it's just, you know, nice and clean sort of look. But, um, yeah, a lot of people are going crazy about that. Okay, so my third topic is the iPhone 8. Um, as we all know now that iPhones come out each September, each year. So, yeah, so for sure it'll be coming out this September 2017. Um, what I'm really sick of Apple doing, like I love Apple. I got an iPhone. I've this. I got the iPhone 6s. It's my second iPhone I've had, and I really love them. I don't think I'm gonna switch to Android anytime soon. I used to have an Android. Um, okay, so with iPhone 8, I really want the design to be new and just something that stands out from all the other phones at the moment, because it seems like. All Apple's doing at the moment is just like sort of copying ideas from other phones. Like I saw, um, you know, fan art um, that could be reliable um, on what the iPhone 8 could look like. And um, I saw some like the screen going uh, on the edge, like the S7 edge that Samsung has. And I just don't want that. I want something like really something that stands out um like there was some concept art that the screen's going to be all over the front so there's going to be no bezels at all it's going to just be all over the front and that's what i would want in the iphone 8 because that's going to be revolutionary it's going to be new you know something that pops out i hope apple goes with that because you know i love apple products but geez apple you got to come up with something new and in a way, I think they will because it is the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. Um, so, I th- you know, I've watched um, heaps of YouTube videos on, like, um, people talking about the iPhone 8 and they're saying that uh, it's most likely they're going to come up with something new because it's the 10th anniversary. So that, that Apple would probably want uh, the iPhone 8 to be something special. So it'll be cool if they come up with a whole new design. That'll be very interesting. And um, hopefully it'll be very high tech. Um, Like, don't get me wrong, the iPhone 6S, even the iPhone 7, okay, the camera is just like, besides the camera from taking photos, it is just like amazing how high quality you can make videos. Like, uh, I was amazed... uh, like I've made short videos before with my iPhone, right? My iPhone 6s. But when I started doing vlogs, I just my mind was blown at how high quality the phone can actually film videos, like professionally. Um, with with my vlogs, I was only going 1080p HD. Um, in the future, I might think about doing 4K. It's just going to burn up a lot of room in my phone before, like you know, I just put it on my hard drive. But even on 1080p, the quality is great and how smooth it is to film. It's amazing. So um, if they could up the game even more, like, I don't know, 50% in the iPhone 8, it's just going to be mind-blowing how beautiful it is to make videos. I'm a photographer, so you know I really want something that's very juicy, that can take photos and just looks wonderful to take photos. Like, I do use my Canon, uh, you know, when I go out, I just, uh, if I go on trips, I take, you know, photos, but, uh, because I really want something that's 
very, very close to, you know, um, professional cameras that that's very portable. And I think we're very n- near that. Um, you know, technology is just going so fast. Uh, you can never keep up with it. Uh, it's just, you know, one month, something's mind-blowing, then it's next month, it's just boggles your mind. Uh, the third... Oh, sorry, not third, but the fourth topic is that the LG um, released a, a new TV, which is called the LG Wallpaper. And I am not joking at all. You can check this out on YouTube. It is legit. A TV that is one millimeter thick. That's how thick it is. One millimeter. It is pretty much like a wallpaper. It is amazing. Um, and the quality is just amazing. Like it is like, I think it's 4K, like this TV. And it's amazing that they could get it down to that thin all the way through and have it like at 4K. It's amazing. Go check it out. I really recommend it. Um, okay, so interesting things about that TV is that uh, what is going to happen with like ports, like HDMI, USB, other, you know, ports? What's going to happen? How are you going to connect, like, for example, like your gaming console to this TV? Is it going to be like a, a hub that you could put on your table? that could, you could plug your console to and it was wirelessly connects to your TV. I don't know. That's going to be an interesting thing of how they're going to approach it. And I really uh, I thought about that idea and that will be great because uh, I think we need to take the next step further on taking everything, or not everything, but mostly everything to the wireless stage because um, it would be great, you know. You know, we got heaps of headphones that are wireless now. We've got heaps of earphones that are wireless now. Port- wireless charging, you know. Um, we need to, I think, in the technology world, take that step even further. So I was thinking of, like, a, if they're going to... If this TV, the LG wallpaper, has no ports at all because it's so thin, um, If I thought of the idea if they could have, like, a little hub that you could put near your TV... Your plug-in, your gaming console, your DVD player, if you even have one still, or anything at all like that, you could plug it into this little hub, like the size of an Apple TV, and then that hub wirelessly connects to the LG wallpaper TV, and everything works perfectly. That will be amazing. That will be perfect. That will be, yeah, just beautiful. I don't know. That's what I thought. I don't know how they're going to do this LG but um, yeah it will be interesting to have more of a look into when it comes out and when they show more stuff about that I know this show focuses on movies and technology and games but quickly I want to talk about um, you know one of my favorite TV shows is regular show I only found about this yesterday, the 16th of January, 2017. Um, apparently, regular show is going to have their finale. They're going to finish their shows after eight seasons. I'm really sad about this because it's such a funny show. People are calling this show the Seinfeld of cartoons. A lot of people are sad about this. Um, but all great things must come to an end. 
Um, it's going to be sad for me because I just, um, you know, grew up with this show. You know, I just love it. It's got so much humour and it teaches you a lot of things um, in life. Uh, like, has life lessons, I would say. Um, and, yeah, it's just sad. Um, also, uh, Adventure Time is ending. And I'm sure a lot of you are, are Adventure Time fans. So, that's a sad thing too. Um, I really, you know, when Adventure... Adventure... Sorry. When Adventure Time first came out, I really hated it. Like, I just couldn't stand it. But, like, my friend got me into it. Like, he goes, Daniel, just, like, watch a few episodes, man. It's going to be great. And I watched a few episodes. And after that, I'm like, geez, this show is actually really good. Um, yeah, so I'm sad that these two shows are going to end soon. But Adventure Time is actually, I think it's got uh, either one or two years left. Uh, I think that's right. I'm not sure. I have to, might check that again. But... Yeah, so those two shows are ending soon. Um, just a quick little advertisement. Um, just if you want to keep up with the show and also my uh, vlog channel on YouTube, um, I'll just like shout out my uh, Twitter account. Uh, so you can like follow me. Uh, say so my name's Daniel Bird, but um, my Twitter account is at Daniel Twenty Two Ten Bird. Uh, bird as in B-I-R-D you know the bird that flies haha <laughs> yeah very funny um, yeah so I'll say that again Again, it's at Daniel 2210 bird so yeah uh, go follow me on Twitter uh, that'll be great uh, my backgrounds of the Sydney Harbour Bridge and uh, my profile is a black and white photo so yeah, uh, if you want to keep up to date, um, yeah, just follow me on Twitter, and I'll just let you know when a new uh, podcast is out and a new episode of my vlog um, channel is out. Okay, so our next topic is Star Wars Episode Eight. Um, a lot of people are thinking um, the trailer for Star Wars Episode Eight could come soon. I think not. Like, at first, I thought it would be coming out soon. Uh, but I don't think... I think it could... Maybe in a few months, let's just say, the trailer for that could come out. Um, I just don't think the trailer's going to come out soon because, sad, you know, as a lot of us know, uh, sadly, that uh, Carrie Fisher died. Um, may uh, she rest in peace. And... Because uh, I'm pretty sure she was going to be in Star Wars Episode 8 and possibly Episode 9. So if she was going to be in Star Wars Episode 8, they may have had to cut, um, I know, uh, some of that out or maybe re-film part of it. So I think that Star Wars Episode 8 could possibly be delayed a little bit. Um... So, yeah, that's why I think the trailer won't be coming out um, soon at all. A um, few ideas. I'm just on my iPhone at the moment, just, like, you know, going through all the news at the moment. I'm just looking at this title, and it's a very good concept. So, yeah, the title of this is uh, Star Wars 8 Could Ray Be the Next uh, Reincarnation of Darth Vader? When I first read that, I'm like, oh, I don't really think so, but then I started thinking about it even more it'll be very interesting to see her 
be tempted by the dark side in this because I think the Star Wars episode 8, the title of that could most possibly be the dark side of the Sith. Um, it may not, but I think that is what the film uh, might be called. Uh, yeah, so from that title, I think it would be very interesting if she gets you know tempted by the dark side, if she gets captured and she gets like um, tortured by the dark side, like um, the Knights of Ren, possibly I don't know um but I don't yeah I don't think she'll be like turned to the dark side at all um I think she'll you know remain faithful to Luke Skywalker uh, most likely he'll be training her to become a Jedi um yeah so I don't think she'll be um turning to the dark side but if she could let's just say if she was really tempted by the dark side and um she turned to the dark side It'd be very interesting to see how Luke Skywalker reacts to that because, as we know from The Force Awakens, he apparently trained uh, Kylo Ren and then he turned to the dark side because he was tempted. Uh, And then um, he went to that strange island we see at the end of the film Um, because, you know, he was ashamed of what happened. Uh, so if this happens again to Luke Skywalker, could it destroy him or, or what, you know? Um, so that'll be very interesting. Um, staying on the Star Wars, uh, topic, um, if you haven't seen at all, uh, Rogue One, uh, please just go and see it. It is an amazing film. I loved it. The, just the, uh, cinematography of that was beautiful, amazing and brilliant. Just absolutely love the film. I'm a huge Star Wars fan and just the ending of it was perfect because it just links it so well to uh, Star Wars uh, The New Hope uh, from the original trilogy. And yeah, just with the CGI these days, it just was a beautiful film. A lot of heart to it, a lot of like humour as well. Um, yeah, just found it great and... Um, Cause yeah, just cause who who doesn't love Darth Vader? Am I right? You know, I love Darth Vader, man. It's awesome. But um, before this movie came out, like months, maybe two months ago, I was just watching a lot of YouTube shows on how the Rogue One is going to be, and I was everyone, including myself, was excited for Darth sorry Darth Vader to come back on the big screen, you know. I t- was really worried that he was going to have like a little part of the film because the film wasn't really focusing on him. Uh, it was focusing on the Death Star and how the rebels, you know, uh, stole the plans to the Death Star. But uh, yeah, I really wanted to see Darth Vader slaying some bitches in, in you know, uh, this movie, just slaying some rebel scum. Um, and... Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it um, when he was uh, you know in that lava castle um, and you, s- you see him for the first time in the film just oh, goosebumps all over and then after that I'm like throughout the whole film I was like waiting again to see him I'm like oh please don't let that be it you know that was so short but it was sick at the same time it was awesome but at the end when um, the rebels have got the plans for the Death Star and on the ship that Leia's on. Um, when I 
just the rebels started coming and I'm like, yeah, this is the moment. Yeah, this is going to happen. Every, all the lights go, you know, dark and I'm like, please Darth Vader, come back, come back, come back to the movie. And that little silence and then all you hear is and you hear the lightsaber ignite and you see the red lightsaber. I was like freaking out, man. And I'm like, yes, this is going to happen. It was just an awesome moment in the film, just nerdgasm right there. And you just see him slay some rebel scum, just awesome force choking, just, it was brilliant, you know, this is what everyone wanted to see, including me in Rogue One, seeing Darth Vader slay some rebel scum bitches. It was just awesome, and just loved it. Just an awesome scene, like, where one of the rebels is like you know puts his hand through the gap of the door and it's like take the take the plan and you just see the red lightsaber go through him and through the door and just brutal man just brutal but yeah it was awesome and just what was brilliant about the film was that how well they got um Tarkin uh like how uh they got another actor that slightly looks like him but you know they um, got heaps of uh, you know uh, bits from the original trilogy of um, Tarkin and they just uh, CGI'd this guy up and Tarkin just looked amazing in this film it just looked like from the original tr- uh, trilogy and was even much better was um, at the end uh, spoiler alerts uh, when you see Princess Leia's face how well like it looked like, the CGI is just getting so much better. It's not funny. It's just amazing how well they did it. And it just looked like exactly when she was young from um, the original trilogy, like from The New Hope. Um, talking about CGI, uh, we started seeing CGI getting this good in, like, uh, what was it? Captain America Civil War. At the start, we see, like, Tony Stark... Uh, as like you know an 18 year old that was mind-blowing how awesome that looked like it's just getting scary like how good cgi is becoming so yeah just amazing a brilliant movie Uh, if you haven't seen it just please go see it it's amazing for any star wars fan just go see it it's just a brilliant film you've done a great job in it just yeah Okay, so just going back to um, the Nintendo Switch, uh, I was watching Unlisted Leaf, who's a you know Pokemon fanatic, um, and what was interesting is that maybe at E three, like he was talking about, it would be awesome at E three if they show uh, a Pokemon game that will be coming out on the Nintendo Switch. I reckon that would be just amazing because. Um, Man, it would be great to have a Pokemon game like the DS, but that you can play in your lounge on the big screen. And then, like, if you just want to go, you know, portable, like, you'll be playing Pokemon on a larger screen uh, versus the DS. And I'm pretty sure the experience will be just amazing. So, please, Nintendo, if you're listening to this, do that. Put a Pokemon game on the Nintendo Switch. No. That'll be great. That'll be awesome. Um, yeah, there have been a few rumours about that, like concept art. And it looks, you know, like a really good concept. And I hope it becomes a reality. 
Okay, so um, our next topic from that uh, is um, the Razer three-screen laptop. If you haven't seen this, just go to YouTube straight away. This is mind-blowing. Like, literally, you got your normal Razer laptop with the one screen. You, I don't know, you press a button or whatever. Then two additional screens pop out from the side. One from the left and one from the right. And uh, this will make gaming like portably uh, amazing. You will have a really wide screen, pretty much. Um, yeah, just I reckon the price of this is going to be really sky high too. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting on like um, even just like how the perform like Razer. Come on, it's a gaming company. Of course the gaming performance is going to be great on everything but uh yeah to see like a laptop with three screens it's going to be interesting to see the performance on that and um yeah i'll really like to have a hands-on go at this to see what it's like i'm due to make my own pc at the moment um play a few games on like my laptop and it's not really good it's decent for gaming like it can run csgo pretty well um, but yeah, I really want to build my own PC at the moment. Um, and yeah, um, also interesting con concept is that will CSGO in the future, like the near future, if we think about it, uh, make a, another sequel, like better graphics, uh, very similar style. Um, I don't know. CSGO at the moment um is very uh popular everyone loves it i love it you know but yeah just a thought you know all right so um going back to tv shows again i know this show sort of mainly focuses about movies um and you know of course gaming and technology but um I was, i am a huge dragon ball fan as i mentioned earlier um just, I was wait. Literally, I was waiting two years for the English dub of Dragon Ball Super. Ever since, like my mate told me about, he's like, I was in class one day and he's, we were talking about Dragon Ball. He's like, hey, you know they're working on a new series. I'm like, no. I'm like, what is it called? He's like, Dragon Ball Super. I'm like, dude, that sounds awesome. And like, literally after that moment, I was researching and months and months, and that when they confirmed it, and you know when the trailer came out, like, just waited two freaking years, and then, uh, when was it, uh, I think, one, two weeks ago, on Adult Swim, the premiere of Dragon Ball Super, English dub arrived, it was amazing, I connected my laptop to my huge TV in my lounge room, watched it, was amazing, and, uh, watched the second episode last Saturday, um, and, yeah, so they show it each Saturday on Toonami uh, Adult Swim on the Toonami channel and it's English dub and just, yeah, I'm satisfied. It's such a great show. Um, and, yeah, I've just been... A lot of people are, you know, up to date with, like, I think, episode 72 or 73, but I've been, I haven't been watching any of that. I've just been saving myself for the English version. And I'm sort of, in a way, pissed off that it took them you know, this long to get the English version out. Like, it didn't take him a huge time for, like, um, you know, Dragon Ball uh, Resurrection F. 
So, yeah, um, don't know why it took them this long. It was, well, actually, I sort of do. It was sort of complications with, you know, uh, getting it official and getting voice actors and TV show complications and regional complications. Um, but, yeah, they should have handled it better. But I'm, I'm happy now um, it's out in English and, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Okay, so back to um, gaming. Let's go into gaming more. Uh, I want to talk about the future of Assassin's Creed games. So, um, yeah, we know that Ubisoft is waiting, I think, like a year's time. Well, they did, you know, with 2016. Um, and I think, like, more into 2017. Um, yeah, the... T- just letting us have a break from the Assassin's Creed series. Uh, I think it's a smart move because they were just releasing too many games at one point. And yeah, so it's a good uh, choice. And uh, very interested into like knowing uh, what the next game is, gonna, where it's going to be set, what year. Um, I don't know. One of my friends, we are having a conversation about this. He, he said it could possibly be set in Egypt, uh, the next one. Um, I'm not sure I have to research this even more um, yeah if they're gonna like um, like have one set either before like um, the last one uh, syndicate like the time period or a little bit after I'll be cool with that uh, but I'd really be interested into uh, playing an Assassin's Creed game that is either set in our time period like 2017 like or like a little bit in the future from uh, our time period, that would be a very interesting game. It would be like a mixture of Watch Dogs 2 and Assassin's Creed. That I would love that. That would be a very uh, different pathway, but I think Ubisoft could tackle it and make it a great game. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, and with Assassin's Creed, the future of that, um, with the movie... Um, yeah, the movie, I watched the movie, um, very well tackled, uh, I'm proud that an Australian director directed this film, um, because I'm Australian, I love Australia, uh, yeah, the movie was well done, uh, I'm lucky because, like, my uh, mum's background is, uh, Chilean, and I can speak and understand Spanish, and part of the film was in Spanish, um, because, you know, it's set in the Spanish Inquisition, so, yeah, I didn't really have to read the subtitles. Um, yeah, so I could understand when they were speaking in Spanish. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting choice to have that, like, when uh, he went back to his ancestor uh, and, you know, he was, um, you know, as the memories, you know, were in Spanish. It was an interesting way of, like, having all that part, you know, in Spanish, Um yeah, my mum would probably be pissed with this, but, like, um, I would have loved it in English. Cause, and I feel sorry for, like, English-speaking um, people because they would have to read the subtitles and that would have been annoying. Uh, like, I found it annoying, like, when I've watched movies or TV shows in the past where uh, it's, you know, not in English and I have to watch it in another language and have to read the subtitles because sometimes you can't keep up with it. Uh, like one of my uh, cousins, he like didn't want to watch even further into Dragon Ball Super when it was 
uh, in Japanese because he just couldn't stand reading it in English. So I understand it could it is annoying. Uh, I would rate the Assassin's Creed movie seven point five out of ten. Had a good storyline. Uh, it was more like eighty percent uh, now and twenty uh, percent uh, back in the past. If I made the film, I would probably make it like maybe like sixty percent in the past or even seventy. But um, yeah, I've just found it was too much in the now um, set. Um, yeah, the story was really good. Um, yeah, the, I loved it. Uh, I didn't think it was a disappointment. I just think it could have been just a little bit better. Uh, but it's great to see that a f- uh, film based on a game didn't fail like other movies we've seen in the past that are based on a game. It didn't fail in my opinion. I reckon it was great. Um, if they're going to make another one, uh, just I, I reckon it should be just worked on a little bit better. Um, Michael Fassbender did a perfect role in my opinion. I just want them to have like... Uh, I'm not racist or anything. I just... If it's going to be set in a non-English... Uh, country, um, for example, Spain, like in this movie, uh, I just want the dialogue to be in English because then uh, it would make, you know, more perfect, well, not perfect sense. You'll be able to enjoy the movie better to, you know. Uh, yeah, so that would be great if if they make another Assassin's Creed. I don't know. Um, and I wonder how Ubisoft uh, thinks of the movie. Yeah, so if if they could, they'll be enjoyable because um, yeah, as I said, it's just a pain to watch a movie in another language that you don't understand. But yeah, like luckily for me, I could just you know enjoy it because I could understand Spanish. All right, so yeah, back to the game, the future of the game series. Yeah, I have no. I don't think anyone has a clue where the next game is going to be set in. Um, yeah, as I said before, my friend said it could possibly be set in uh, Egypt. I don't know about that. Mm, I don't think we need to go back that far again uh, in the past. Uh, like, I don't know if it's in the Egyptian time or if it's like, could possibly be now even. Like, um, But yeah, I don't think Egypt's a good location for the game. Um, just I think people are getting used to more, climbing more buildings uh, more advanced technology as we've seen in Syndicate like you've got a grapnel hook now you could go up buildings quicker I think people are sort of getting more used to that um, yeah so I don't think Egypt would be a good location for the next um, Assassin's Creed game I don't know uh, I'd have to have a really good think about where a good location would be I was thinking like Maybe a little bit after Assassin's Creed Syndicate, it could be interesting to be like in America. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, and I was also thinking Australia, but yeah, I don't think that because not enough buildings to leap off and parkour and that. Um, like obviously now Australia, we have huge buildings and cities, but yeah, back in like that past, no, yeah. So I don't know America could be. <laughs> interesting um i don't know maybe japan could be interesting um 
Oh no, Spain again. Uh, I don't know. Spain could be interesting too. Um, but yeah, you have a think about it. Um, I hope Ubisoft uh, picks a good location they have in all the game series. And yeah, so that's it of that um, session of Assassin's Creed. But um, it's an interesting topic. So uh, let's go back to technology now. Um, we're getting a lot of, you know, uh, you know, environmentally friendly vehicles like uh, electric cars, and I really support that. I really support electric cars. I just really want twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. I really want the next three years. Let's say this. I really want the next three years to be a big leap forward of electric cars and other vehicles um, because I really care about our environment. Um, Like at home, I've got an electric uh, lawnmower and it is as powerful as a petrol, if not better. And I also got a whippersnipper that's electric. I just have to change the battery, put in that one. You know, it's easy and it works fine. I'm currently saving for a car at the moment. Uh, for my first car, I don't think I'll be able to afford an electric car, but uh, in the future, I would love to buy an electric car. Uh, I just yeah want technology for the next three years for to be a big leap for that, for environmentally friendly vehicles and other things like um, other things that require petrol, for example. Just that nice, clean technology. I support that. Yeah, and a great example of electric cars is, you know, Tesla. They are very powerful cars. Like, we've got the, I forget the model, but it's uh, the latest one is an electric. I have went to a, a show um, and they had the, you know, hands-on uh, Tesla. You, like, you couldn't drive it, but I'm saying, you know, you could test all the features. It's got, like, a massive iPad. No, it's not an iPad, but in the middle of the car where the driver's is in the middle it's got this massive screen like a giant ipad and you know you got your gps and all your gadgets and all that and it's a beautiful car really is and um you know good on you tesla for taking the electric uh approach um i think you're you know really stepping the game up and influencing other companies to start making electric cars my grandmother's car is um petrol but you can switch it to electric um and it, yeah it drives great like the electric driving a car that's electric has a very good feel like people you know just think oh it's electric it won't go as fast as the petrol it's nah like electric cars are very powerful and they got a very good vibe about it especially when you drive it it's got a great feeling um and it's got a very you know powerful feeling as well um, so yeah, as soon as you drive on, you'll sort of know what I, I mean. Uh, yeah, so I'm a big supporter of this electric movement. So let's talk about the Pixel. Uh, in 2016, we had the arrival of Google's Pixel phone. Um, I really fell in love with it. Uh, it's just, it's got a great camera, absolutely great camera. It beat all of the uh, other companies phone Apple Samsung the rest with its camera its camera was the best we've seen so far it takes 
astonishing photos. The it takes 4K videos. That's um, stabilization on that is incredible, just amazing. And um, what I love about it is that you've got unlimited storage of photos because it's connected to your Google account, all stored in HD. It's not downgraded the quality at all. It's when you take it, that's how it is when it's stored, unlimited storage, which is fantastic. And videos as well, not just photos. But that's great. Um, I was thinking uh, 2017, if Google like releases another Pixel, be great because Google's doing a great job with phones. Like for the first uh, phone, it's um, just brilliant what they've did. Uh, I know probably some of you are thinking first phone. It's not the first phone. Well, technically it is because they partnered with like HTC as I know, and made the Nexus. It was like a Google Google phone, but it was a partnership with HTC. And yeah, the Pixel is Google's first standalone phone. Even though they got HTC to build it, it is still Google's phone. So yeah, I won the argument. Uh, but yes so if I don't know it could be this year or late this year if Pixel make a Pixel 2 or whatever they're going to call it I really want to see the advancement and I would love to see them push even further into technology um, and with that all phones now are you know starting to have USB type C at first I'm like this is USB type C it's retarded like it's going to you know, take ages for people to convert from uh, normal USB, uh, as we're all familiar with, to get to uh, USB Type-C. But you know, as more companies started using it with laptops, phones, I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, it's going to be great uh, when we get to the point of when we can just use one cable for every device, like laptop charging, charge our phone, you know, everything connect uh, our laptop per se to our TV instead of a HDMI cable it'll be great a lot of you know uh, Apple you know sort of started this movement now LG uh, heaps of companies like you can get a LG monitor that's only got like USB type C ports nothing else but I really want to start to see this progressing even more I want 2017 to be the year of USB type C one thing I reckon we'll kickstart this even further if we get USB Type-C hard drives, you know, where we can just plug it in, have our, put anything on this hard drive instead of using like uh, adapters. I hate adapters and a lot of people do. With a MacBook, the new MacBook Pro, it's got just USB Type-C plus a headphone jack, that's all. And if you want to use per se SD or HDMI or anything else you have to get a adapter and you can get like ones that look stylish but you know really everyone hates adapters it's just not a nice thing so yeah uh, if, we, if we could have USB like there are a few uh, that aren't uh, I'm not saying there's none at the moment I'm just saying um, if there's more like famous companies uh, start to uh, push that movement I reckon it would be great if they have like you know big hard drives like uh, that plugins via you know USB type C I reckon they'll really kickstart that uh, USB type C movement even further and you know uh, with the iPhone 8 
it would be really great to have that like the charging port as a USB type C because then you know um, you could plug that in straight into your MacBook or um, you know if you've got heaps of devices that have USB type C you can connect it straight to that it's just gonna be uh, a really big convenience you know and yeah I, I know I'm like saying you know I want this to be the year of 2017 but like there's so many things that really need to happen in 2017 um, and the next two years as well and because you know we lo all love technology we just want everything to you know progress even further and be more convenient you know one other thing I want to see more of in this year 2017 is that um, I want to see like more uh, things that can go into like iPhones and other phones that have good quality cameras to film because I'm really getting into vlogging and uh, I want to invest in my vlogging channel uh, I've seen like a few things that you can put your iPhone on like a sort of a technology stick uh, not a selfie uh, you know stick but uh, like a sort of a, a grip handle that has image or not image stabilization but it's got uh, electronic stabilization like you can move pretty much your arm in any angle and the phone will stay in the one position I want things sort of like that more of that because uh, I really want to invest into my channel and make uh, my videos better quality as they go and my first two videos you know um, I said this with my friends you know I think every youtubers first video is a little bit cringy because you know you, you just want to work on your vibe, what your channel's about, how you want to create your content. So yeah, um, I really, the next episodes on my vlog channel, I really want to make them really entertaining and uh, engaging. Uh, so yeah, I really want to invest in my channel, like uh, anything that will make my videos uh, enjoyable to watch uh, even better. So I sort of want to try one of those, uh, you know, sticks that you can put your phone on and uh yeah see how it goes uh, like with my two vlogs i just you know held my phone and used the uh not the front face camera but the back face camera um because that's the best quality part um and i just held it and you know f had it in my hands and you know was just looking at it telling the story of my day and all of that uh so to make it feel more comfortable, I would prefer one one of those um, sticks or whatever you call them. Yeah, and if you're uh, wondering by now, uh, what's the channel name? It is Daniel Bird Vlogs. Um, so yeah, I really hi highly recommend that you go to uh, support my channel. Like I only have I think nine subscribers at the moment. Um, my career goal uh, at the moment. Well, um, I really want to pursue becoming a professional YouTuber. Um, I'm just trying vlogging. Like, I really like vlogging. Um, I think that's the category I'll stick with. But let's see in the future what happens. Um, I could change to another category in YouTube. But, yeah, I really want to become a professional YouTuber. I want that to be my career. I want to earn my a great living off YouTube. Um, and just make good content because I love making films, you know. Uh, so I just, yeah, 
really like like making YouTube videos. Uh, so yeah, go check my channel out. Leave a like on my video. Subscribe. That'll be great. Alright, so the next topic is uh, sort of going back to DC now um, is Justice League uh, and then after this topic I want to start talking about, you know, the future of Marvel films. But anyways let's uh, dive into this topic. Uh, so yeah, we all know that Justice League will be coming out late this year. I think it's September, pretty sure. Um, I just don't want this film to be a failure because I'm just really feeling sorry for DC at the moment. For the films, um, they got a lot of bad criticism um, from, you know, Batman vs Superman. I didn't think it was as bad as as everyone was saying, but I just I didn't think it lived up from like the trailers and everything and the hype. Uh, just don't. I, my personal opinion is don't hype a movie up too much if it's gonna be you know just a f failure pretty much or not not as good. Uh, and don't, sh like, in the trailer, the final trailer, they showed, uh, Doomsday, don't show, like, a big villain that was supposed to be a surprise, that's just stupid, and just, I'm happy with the Justice League trailer at the moment, I'm really thinking it's gonna be a great movie, I just don't want this movie to be a failure, and I don't, if they're gonna have more trailers, I don't want them, <coughs> sorry, I don't want them showing, like a major villain that's supposed to be a surprise. Let it be a surprise when we all go see the film. You know, just DC, please make this movie great. Uh, I'm really confident about, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman solo film because I know he's a good director and he's directing it. He's in control of his own Batman film. I've got no worries about that. I know that's going to be a great film, no doubt. But yeah, Justice League, um, just Snyder, please make this film great honestly um yeah so I don't want them to showing off a big surprise in the trailers um and on Instagram it pretty much confirmed that you know um The Rock Dwayne Johnson will be playing uh Black Adam and uh I don't know if it's going to be in this Justice League film or in the future Justice League film but he pretty much confirmed it on Instagram he posted a photo of himself at DC headquarters and then the like, the title was like uh, hashtag DC hashtag Black Adam, uh, bow down all that stuff. So he pretty much confirmed he will be playing Black Adam. Before that, it was a few rumors, concept art, but yeah, he pretty much confirmed it now. Um, I I reckon he will be in the this Justice League film because I don't think they're gonna have um Dark Side uh, in this first film so soon. He'll most likely be in the second one. Before uh, the trailer and all that, Justice League was going to be two parts, but it's now two movies, if you don't know. So it'll be Justice League 1, the 2. I don't know how many they got in the works. But yeah, I don't think Darkseid will be in so soon. He might be like a cameo in, in this film, like little glimpses like that, like uh, Thanos was in the Marvel films. What Marvel did great, they took the time. Uh, DC is sort of like trying to catch up to Marvel now. You know, they don't want to take the time because it's going to take too long. And yeah, I understand that. But don't rush things to the point, DC, where it's going to make the film bad. Just if you've got to make things sort of quick, if you want to catch up to Marvel, sort of like make it great uh, and take your time. 
uh, with it. Just don't rush it too quick. That's what I'm saying. And that's what makes a film great. So, yeah, um, yeah, Dark Souls will most likely be like a cameo, as I said. Uh, and he'll most likely be in the second Justice League film. And as we all know, um, Superman will be returning in Justice League 1, most likely at the end of the film or near the end of the film. Um, just, it'll be awesome to see him in that black suit from the comics, you know, with that big beard and the long hair. I don't know how it's going to return, but uh, it's, you know, obviously it's been confirmed because Instagram photos, interviews, all that. He will be, you know, uh, in Justice League uh, 1. Just um, be interesting to see how he comes back to life. So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, you know, recording the first episode. Uh, in the next episode, I hope to have uh, my friends in the next episode. Um, yeah, so I hope you're looking forward to the next episode as well. Um, just um, also a little advertisement, sort of. If you're like sort of into like geek uh, sort of like comics and uh, movies like talked into this show, uh, go check out the Cord and Tory show. Uh, I found out uh, the Cord and Tory show. They talk about the similar stuff that I do. I found out about them from this YouTuber I watch called uh, Cosplay Chris. Go check him out. Uh, please do. He makes good videos. Um, he, like, uh, sort of talks about, like, uh, you know, movies, uh, comics. He does, like, custom collectibles, so, like, uh, props from from movies. He's working on a Batman uh, cosplay outfit. He does really good jobs. And he, like, turns, like, little toys, like... One of his videos, he had like a Han Solo Nerf gun. He just like did an absolute makeover and he just made it look like the actual replica from the, the films. Uh, so yeah, go check him out. He makes some really cool videos. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a good one. I'm your host, Daniel Bird.